0: Good evening, guys, and welcome to another episode of Costa Rica Real Estate and Investments. I'm your host, Richard Begson. Typically, you say, "Hear me say good morning," but today was actually good. It's actually a good evening. It's an evening podcast. Uh, we're actually got a couple this week. Uh, we've got we're about to speak to Melissa Santana. Uh, who's an engineer. We'll also be speaking to Marco, who's a realtor as well, and also Pedro Ulevari. Pedro is an owner of a construction company here, so a bit of a focus on construction this week. But we're going to be speaking to Melissa Santana. Melissa is the owner and chief engineer for SGI Engineers. We're going to be talking to her about the actual building process here, what's going on in the industry, um, bioclimactic design, uh, which I just found out what that means. We're building basically about the sun and also the climate that you're building in. Um, Plus, we'll to go into costing, what's more important, an architect, and engineer. Uh, so lots of stuff that we go into. So if you have any questions um, for any future guests or Melissa, or you'd like to get in contact with her, I'm going to put all of the contact details in the description. Let's get straight into it. Thanks guys. Hey, good evening, Melissa. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. How are you?
0: Very good. Thanks for joining us uh, today. It's uh, It's been a while since you and I've spoken, but when I was thinking about someone to do a podcast, I was like, who could i do a podcast with and i was like you know what i haven't spoken to melissa in a while and we used to do a lot of work together so i thought it i thought it was about time excellent and then i thank also for- remembered how great your english is as well so uh, so yes
1: thank you for remembering me
0: no worries no worries well melissa i mean you've been down here in costa rica your whole life um you've been in engineering for how many years
1: This year, 2021, it would be 11 years.
0: Wow. Okay. so I'm sure that you've seen quite a lot during those 11 years. But I mean, with COVID that we've had recently, um, I mean, what has really surprised you?
1: Um, To be honest, yes, everything has changed during the past few months in the whole world. And a lot of foreigners are building during this difficult time, their their dream home in our country. Uh, To be honest, this has always happened, but the pandemic has not affected construction for homes in Costa Rica. There's been a lot of work, and even though material costs have gone up all over the world, we're still working. So that has surprised me, per se, because the economy in other areas has been really affected. But I've seen a lot of more foreigners looking to come over to Costa Rica. They think it's a nice escape from their regular homes.
0: I completely agree. Now, you touched on something there, which was the price of materials. Because I was talking to someone the other day, because in North America, they typically build in timber and wood, which here in Costa Rica, we do not. Because again, you know, typically the seismic activity, not that we get lots of it. But if I'm correct, the building code doesn't really allow building in timber, right?
1: Um, We can build. If by timber you mean wood, like any type of wood, we can build in wood. And we can also build in lightweight gypsum, all that stuff. But it's more of a cultural issue here in Costa Rica that everyone wants concrete. So they think we want um, stable walls, strong walls. That has also been changing over the last few years. But we can build with timber. It is not as common because timber is also expensive here. And it has to have maintenance every year. It rains a lot, so you have to paint it. But it is possible to build with timber here.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's weird because people don't typically do it here. I mean, it's, you know, but I was talking to someone the other day because timber prices, wood in the U.S. has gone absolutely crazy prices. Mm-hmm. What have you seen with regards to the cost of building here? I mean, how, how much has it increased, would you say?
1: Steel has increased prices around 30 percent okay and also some furniture um, materials for kitchen and that type of furniture closets bathrooms but concrete has stayed a little bit stable compared to steel and the projection is that steel price is going to go up more during these future months that are to come the building is now Yes, but still there's a lot of construction going on because of the same thing there's speculation that a few months in the future it's going to be even more expensive. There's a lot of shortage of materials right now associated with steel. Um, The roof structures. um, Slabs between floors that have steel galvanized components, they are a little bit short on materials for production so But, But
0: you can get them still.
1: Yes, you can still get them, but they usually, you usually buy them and two, three days later, you get them. Yep. Right now it's around two weeks to three weeks. Okay. So that's... It's,
0: it's impacting building, but it's not kind of, it's not like really pushing the uh, time frame way out. It's not months.
1: No, because right now um since we already know that's an issue we have to plan ahead
0: yeah well i mean it's in, it's interesting because again i spent the whole week in the field last week with a couple that had basically i suppose hired me to consult for them they were looking to buy a multi-million dollar investment home here so we went all the way from papagaia all the way down to hacienda Penilla, Uh, and i put together like a you know a really select two-day tour with them now you know There really wasn't huge amounts out there. And that's what really the realtors are saying. So, I mean, that's kind of in your benefit because if there's not something built that they can buy, they're going to have, if there's not something like already built to buy, then they have to build. Uh, So I suppose that's pretty good for you, right?
1: Yes. (laughs) And a lot of people have been selling properties due to opportunities um, because either they need the money or... Um, They need the opportunity to sell, and a lot of people are buying, taking advantage of that opportunity. We've also done a lot of inspections for homes that are built to make sure that the buyer is not not going into a big issue with hidden vices or issues like that, electrical installation, mechanical, structural, making sure everything's okay.
0: Yeah, I I think that's really important. I touched on that a a few podcasts ago about a home inspection report. I mean, how much does something like that, Melissa, cost? Just because I mean, listeners listening in really, you know, are always asking me, "Hey, Rich, what are the closing costs?" And the home inspection report, you know, is typically part of that. But what is typically the cost?
1: If it's in San Jose or the central area, it's typically around eight hundred dollars and includes mechanical engineer, electrical engineer, and civil engineer. And if it's outside of the central area, like around the beach or a four-hour drive, it's usually around one thousand two hundred dollars, okay. more or less.
0: But I think important that you get there. I mean, if you're taking an electrical engineer, a civil engineer, and a mechanical engineer, I mean, you've got three very, you know, experienced people where they're going to look at everything in the house.
1: Yes, we have seen excellent homes that reports are like ten pages long just making sure that everything's okay. As we have seen really beautiful homes that reports are a hundred pages long because there are a lot of issues with them. So it is important. Well,
0: let's talk a little bit about the, because again, a lot of people listening here may have the idea that they want to build their dream house in Costa Rica. Let's just talk a little bit about the process and kind of what you go through. Because again, most people are just like, they try and find it, they can't, then they end up going, okay, I'm going to, or they don't, they just go, I'm just going to build my dream house. What is the process? What role does the engineer play? What role does the architect? If you could briefly outline the process for the listeners, that would be great.
1: Okay. I would say architects make it beautiful and engineers make it happen. Okay. (laughs) So since we live in a country with a seismic code, um, we make the project a reality because sometimes architects get really creative Yep. and we have to make sure that it's going to stay there you know
0: dream crushes yes okay. well no i'm joking i'm joking Realists. we Realists. make
1: sure it's within budget and it's really feasible you know yep. um so we make it a reality if we can say that yep. but it's always important to go hand hand in hand with the architect you know it has to be a team not one against the other and usually when everything's um Communication-wise, is perfect with the architect and the engineer. The project is the most successful, to be honest, because we take in the aesthetic aspect of the project and also cost-wise and structurally, and everything just flows. Now, for construction here, to make sure we have everything we need and don't have surprises during the permit and construction stage, there's some due diligence we have to do. Um, for the permits, we need water availability. That's, that's a document that's submitted by the government yep. where right now we have a letter where it says, okay, your lot has the water availability to build a home. So you have enough water to build it and then to establish your home in it. You know? I
0: always recommend that people get that when buying the land, meaning it's part yes. of the actual process. Then make sure you have a water letter.
1: Yes, and even though water is essential for life here and it's mandatory to have, there are some lots that just don't have the water availability for construction of a project. So the other document we need is the municipal land use. So that's a document that the municipality gives you and it tells you what you can build there if it's either residential, commercial, or mixed use. And it also tells you... The um, amount of space you need for for future road, um, uh, making it bigger, (laughs) (laughs) road, ampliación.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, exactly. The road kind of width size, et cetera, et cetera. Yes,
1: for for making the road bigger in the future or making sure that the neighbors have privacy, et cetera, how much we need to leave in the back backyard, side backyard, et cetera. And that is like the Bible to design the architectural part, because it gives us where we can build and what we can build. And lastly, we need water treatment plant availability. And if there's none, an infiltration study for a septic tank, if we're thinking about building a home, right? Um, the, The infiltration study tells us how much drainage we need and the tank size. That way you have no problem in the future and you make sure that the lot is big enough to have that water treatment system in your home. There are some other documents that we can use that are optional and really necessary, like the soil study. No institution asks for that, but it's like an insurance to be able to design the foundation of your home. It gives you what type of soil you, you have on the lot and what type, what type of foundations you're gonna need, depending on the height of your home and the weight.
0: Well, Melissa, and, Melissa, let me just ask a question there. So water availability, basically it's a letter, you get it for free. The municipal yeah. land use, again, you get for the municipality, it's free. Now the water treatment plant availability or the infiltration study for the septic tank, how much does that normally cost?
1: It usually costs around $600 more or less. Okay depending um, on where the lot is located and cool. the company you hire because okay. it can go from 600 to 700 800 dollars
0: okay. and the soil studies included in that or it's separate
1: it's the soil studies with the infiltration study
0: okay okay great yeah.
1: They great. usually do it all together at once
0: I, I, the reason i asked that is i just had one done so uh, yeah it cost <laughs> me cost me about 650 bucks but in San Harado de Lotta. so yeah a little bit out there in the in the boonies as the people up in the north would say but but yes. yeah well, you, you touched on something there, which was, again, uh, getting a good architect and good engineer. You know, I always kind of, you know, there's kind of always a bit of a, you know, tug of war happening between the two sometimes. Because as you say, I mean, you've got an artist and then you've got kind of, I suppose, more of a scientist there to an extent. Uh-huh. Which one's more important? And like, how do you make sure that like, that you get, because you need both. So how do you make sure that you get a good couple, a good couple?
1: Like you, like you're saying, it's part of a good team. Um, I think both are important, not one more than the other, um, because you need both specialties to make it great. Our engineers can make it practical, but it's not gonna be as beautiful. Architects, they have a little bit more knowledge if we talk about bioclimatic issues during the design of the house. Um, If you think about it, in fact, my company has 60% architects on payroll and 40% engineers because architects are really important during the creative process and they don't work alone if they want to make the project successful. We work hand in hand because like you said we're not dream crushers well my, my main head architect calls me that but during like a joke you know yeah i'm your dream crusher but you know we always make it better once we're done and she's like no. yeah you're right you know <laughs> it's, so
0: it's, I, I think that that's you know i mean it's again you can hire a company that actually has both which means that there's going to be great communication you don't have to Um, you know, it's, it's, I've seen both, I've seen, you know, a company use that has both. I've seen, you know, two separate ones, Um, you know, and architects usually have engineers they work with. Engineers have architects they like to work with again, because it's just good, good communication. So, but let's just talk costing a little bit, because again, there's a, there's, I'm seeing more and more of a demand to build here in Costa Rica. And it's especially what the the real estate industry is, is, is they're selling a lot of land at the moment. How much does an architect cost and how much does an engineer cost?
1: I would say they would cost if you, if you hire them both separately or to do the same job.
0: Let's, let's say the two together. Just say someone wants to hire you guys to do it. I mean, how much would you be charging to do the, do the whole thing?
1: Um, okay. For example, if they hire us to do the whole thing, um, we would charge probably around $10 per square meter for the design, the plans, everything. It's really hard to charge, like saying, I would charge you $1,000 because it's not the same if you build... 100 square meter home, which is like more or less 300 square feet, right? Or a 600 square meter home. It's different size, different time you need to do it. And basically there's a lot of price ranges in the country, but it all depends on the service you get at the end because you get renderings and you get plans. We actually are trying to to establish bin modeling with level of detail no less than 300, which is, you would think that it's not necessary for a home and just like big projects, but it is necessary because you save a lot of errors on construction when you model everything in the office. So for uh, for example, our standard rate is more or less $10 per square meter for the complete design and the permit process but it depends on the size of the home because if it's an 800 square meter home, that's a lot of money. So we do a little bit of a break on the price. And if it's a hundred square home, a square meter home, then it might be a little little bit bit and we need a little bit more, you know, because it takes a lot of work, but that's more or less the mean. If we think about the regular, regulated fees for the professional college, they have established 1.5% for the preliminary studies, which is like the water availability and all the documents we talked about before. Yep. 1% for the architectural preliminary design and 4% for construction plans and 5% for project management. Okay. But that can also be quite a lot if you think about it. So yeah. um, we're not like the lawyers that always go by the table. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> we help our clients out a little bit. <laughs>
0: Well, that's, that's good to hear. I think the world has enough lawyers. No offense to any lawyers listening to this, of course, we love you guys. Um, you mentioned something there a while back about bioclimactic design. Okay, maybe you can explain what that is because again building here in Costa Rica just to the just because let's just talk kind of more beach because that's where the majority of you know construction is here. Like, what is it and like, like, why is it important here.
1: Okay, bioclimatic design, you take into into consideration where the sun comes up and goes down, um, the position of the house, the wind, the amount of sunlight you're going to get, and how fresh your house is going to be. So if I'm an engineer and I go and design this house with the walls and the windows, and it looks kind of nice, but it can be an oven or it can be really cold Once you build it, the architects do study here the bioclimatic design. So they make sure they take into consideration winds, wind drafts, the sun to make sure the house is going to be fresh and you're not going to need either an AC or a fireplace, which is kind of hard in Costa Rica, but we do have cold places. We did. Um, Yes. So they take into consideration the types of materials we're going to use to make the house more. Bioclimatic, which would be more stable to the exterior influences we get from the weather. Yeah.
0: Well, I, I think it's really important too for people to consider here. Maybe they don't have it so much in the US, but here, just because the climate here, you know, is very varied. I mean, it goes from very dry, especially in northern Guanacaste, to hot and humid sometimes there as well. You know, and they do get they do get some rain, um, but we get like sun here nearly 365 days a year. Well, today we didn't see much of it, but say 364 days a year, but I think it's really important you consider that and that's maybe potentially to an extent why we don't build timber here because again it gets hot inside timber houses no whereas yes. concrete houses usually stay quite cool
1: and wind expands and contra- uh, wood expands and contracts with different humidity so yep. during the different stages of the year it can it can change the the structure of the house but it can be done but it has to be really really dry and treated wood yep. so it makes it expensive and if we think about it, for example, steel at the beach, it can be done, but it has to have a lot of anti-corrosive treatment to make sure that the salt in the wind, because we do have the, the sea breeze, yep. um, so it doesn't corrode it really fast. And it, it all depends on the budget, the maintenance that you want to give to the structure. And sometimes the use, because if you think about a rental use, people are going to take less care of things than if it's your own home. So all of that goes into deciding what type of materials you're going to use and the, the influences of the exterior, um, the nature, weather, etc. Because if you if you think about it, you compare gutters here from gutters in Europe. And in Europe, you see like three-inch gutters on a big tall building and nothing happens (laughs) I guess but here if we use a three inch gutter your house is going to flood by the ceiling because it's not enough We get a lot of rain so there's a lot of things we have to think about depending on where we're going to build.
0: I think that's really important and I think that that's where again you need an experienced engineer um, potentially architect, but I think the engineer knows more about the more kind of like the guts of the actual building of the house is stuff like that. Where is your house built? How much rain does it get? What's the soil like? Where does the sun come up? What's the wind like? What's humidity like throughout the year, et cetera. You know, I mean, it's a little bit more complicated than, in, than building in some areas around the world. So uh, I, I think this is great feedback that you're giving them, Melissa. So,
1: and if you think about it also building on the beach, we have experienced really superficial phreatic level so you make a ditch 12 inches deep and water starts coming out Yep. so there's a lot of work to think about how to do the foundations because since they're usually concrete you can't mix concrete and have water flooding up because it's never going to get hard or you can't use steel because it's going to get rusted And it's a lot, a lot to do, but it's quite interesting. (laughs) There's a lot of solutions. I mean, it is
0: interesting you say that because again, I was with those clients last week. We were in Las Las Catalinas, which is right on the ocean there. Um, And we looked at this property, but it needed some work done to it just because again, it's right there. It's 200 meters from the ocean and they had, you know, steel there, but well, they had, I mean, I suppose it was iron, but it was, it was rusting, you know, it needed some work. And I was telling the client, you're going to have to paint this like probably at least once a year, at least. You know, and wood doors. And I was just like, look, if you're going to go for doors here, like at the beach, you've got to look at teak wood, rather than just like melamina or something that's not, you know, great quality wood. So, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm learning as we go along, and the more conversations I have, Melissa. So, uh, so yeah. But, well, let, let's just see. I mean, is there anything else that you think people should consider when constructing here in Costa Rica? Um, you know, between kind of the differences between building in the U.S. and building here in Costa Rica?
1: Well, I have never built in the U.S., but I have heard stories yep. from clients from the U.S., and one of the main difference, I think, is in the U.S., the municipalities are in charge of the home inspection and quality of the construction, and in Costa Rica, it's the, the professionals, the different types of engineers, so it's really, really, really important to build with an engineer because if not, nobody's going to guarantee that the home is going to be well built if you just build the general if you just hire a general contractor you might get messy jobs yeah and right now here i mean i think in the u.s the permits are really expensive but it's because they are charging for their inspections here it's us to us it's up it's up to us the professionals and we try to make a really good job because you know it's our responsibility and our day-to-day job I think that's the main difference between building here and there. And of course, construction materials in the U.S., um, they're used to more light and fast construction materials and systems. But I think in Costa Rica here, people are opening up their minds because they can be adjusted and some have really good benefits. And it's just a matter of culture, you know?
0: Yeah. Now, let's talk, I mean, we've touched on a little bit about the cost of of materials here, but I mean, I'm sure that sometimes when people get a quote back to build a house here, they're like, wow, that's expensive. But, you know, what is the most expensive part of building here in Costa Rica that people just don't think about?
1: The handiwork. Okay. Yes, we have a lot of social security loads and um, workers insurance and a lot of things to pay off. But... Um, I can also say in Costa Rica, I think we have pretty good construction practices compared to Central America and other nearby areas. Even though it's expensive, it's really high standard and it can be compared to a first world country, even though we're a third world country in, the, in evolution. Yeah. But construction wise, I mean, we have advanced a lot and have pretty high standards, so even though the handiwork is expensive, it's worth it. You get really good results.
0: You do. I mean the quality of work here is 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 very good, especially wood. I mean I love wood. So the quality of work that I've seen in wood here is is been, you know, outstanding. Expensive sometimes, but again, you if it's good, you got to pay for it. So Yes. Well, last question for you that I'll ask, I'd i love to ask everyone. If you basically inherited $500,000, you had to invest it into a basically a business or real estate in Costa Rica, what would you do with it, Melissa, and why?
1: I think for me, that is pretty easy. I would build apartments for rent because even though if the economy goes down, people still need where to live. Yep. And it's easier to rent than to buy here in Costa Rica. So it's a really stable income. And it's a necessity that we're always going to have. I mean, population keeps increasing year to year. And anything residential is easy to sell in case you need to sell in the future. It's less risky than another type of commercial investment. So I think I would do that. Would you do it at the beach
0: or would you do it here in the city?
1: Hmm. Well, it depends if I already have the lot where I would do it. But either way, I think, Both work because in the city we would have day-to-day people that need somewhere to live, which can be a long-term lease. But in the beach, right now, with there be a B, booking, etc., it's also a lot of easy income per se, because you don't have to promote yourself anywhere else other than the app. And you do get pretty high results from that which i've also tried
0: (laughs) (laughs) would you would you be buying something that's pre-existing and then doing it up or would you would you personally look to build
1: okay to be honest if there's a good opportunity i would buy already built and maybe fix it up a little bit but i would always love to build for myself i would only buy built if it's a good opportunity and one of those flash deals that you're like wow This is so much more worth than 500K, but I'll buy it.
0: (laughs) Awesome, awesome. Well, Melissa, this has been very informative. Again, we go on, you know, we talk to people that are business owners here all the way to realtors. It's great to get engineers, architects, uh, and actually guys in construction, you know on the on the show, because a lot of people ask about you know kind of the permits, what it costs to build here, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm gonna put all your contact details, Melissa, in um, basically the description So anyone that wants to contact you can reach out to you. And really appreciate your time uh, and answering all of my uh, sometimes very basic questions because I'm sure you've been asked them a million times.
1: No, thank you, and you're very welcome. We're here to help. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And if you need more information or anything, just don't hesitate to contact us.
0: Awesome.